Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. The sermon for this week will feature ways that we are known by God even before we are aware of being known. Our Old Testament lesson will show us how Samuel came to know God as a child when at first he had no idea what was happening. The psalm will touch on the many ways that God knows us. The gospel will feature the way that Philip came to know Jesus, who is God incarnate, and then transition to Philip encouraging the reluctant Nathaniel to come and see for himself so that he could know Jesus. By referencing each of these scenes, I will talk about the importance of seeing and experiencing God for ourselves when we choose to know and be known by our Lord within a supportive community that seeks to know Christ. In a moment, we will hear from the first book of Samuel, chapter 3, verses 1 through 20, Psalm 139, verses 1 through 5 and 12 to 17, from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians, chapter 6, verses 12 through 20, and from John's Gospel, chapter 1, verses 43 to 51. A reading from the first book of Samuel. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli. The word of the Lord was rare in those days. Visions were not widespread. At that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his room. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel. And he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. The Lord called again, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down. So Samuel did not yet know the Lord, and the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. The Lord called Samuel again a third time, and he got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down on his place. Now the Lord came and stood there, calling as before, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make both ears of anyone who hears of it tingle. On that day I will fulfill against Eli all that I have spoken concerning his house from beginning to end. For I have told him that I am about to punish his house forever for the iniquity that he knew because his sons were blaspheming God, and he did not restrain them. Therefore I swear to the house of Eli that the iniquity of Eli's house shall not be expiated by sacrifice or offering forever. 
Samuel lay down there until the morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli, but Eli called Samuel and said, Samuel, my son, he said, here I am, Eli. And Eli said, what was it that he told you? Do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me that all of that he told you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. Then he said, it is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was a trustworthy prophet of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Let us chant Psalm 139 found in the bulletin. reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. All things are lawful for me, but not all things are beneficial. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Food is meant for the stomach and the stomach for food, and God will not destroy both one and the other. The body is meant not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God raised the Lord and will also raise us by his power. 
Do you not know that your bodies are members of Christ? Should I therefore take the members of Christ and make them members of a prostitute? Never. Do you not know that whoever is united to a prostitute becomes one body with her? For it is said, the two shall be one flesh. But anyone united to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. Shun fornication. Every sin that a person commits is outside the body, but the fornicator sins against the body itself. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God, and that you are not your own? For you were brought with a price. Therefore glorify God with your body. The word of the Lord. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The next day Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote. Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, How can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said to him, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, Where did you where did you get to know me? Jesus answered, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. So when it comes to people on the internet, it is my understanding that those who are called influencers are the ones who want to be known. These are people who have gained popularity for various reasons, 
good or for ill, but who cares, right? These are people, though, who have, as we say, many followers online. Whether on the internet, in the entertainment industry, in sports, in politics, or even in corporations, there are many influencers who make it a point to be known by as many people as possible. Being known is a big deal for them because of others knowing about them, that has an impact on their livelihoods and their careers. Now, in today's passage from Psalm 139, the psalmist speaks of how we are all known by God. Actually, if you were listening closely in the opening colic, there was something to that effect as well. But the psalmist, the psalmist opens by saying, Lord, you have searched me out and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You discern my thoughts from afar. The psalmist continues by pointing out how God knows our resting places and how our Lord is acquainted with all our ways. Even before we were born, God knew us as we were knit together in our mother's womb. This level of being known it might sound kind of comforting and at the same time, maybe a little unnerving when we think about how God does know every fiber of our being to include those things that we might not want known. Thankfully, though, thankfully, God knows and loves us just as we are. And as some might say, God loves us warts and all. In our Old Testament lesson, though, this morning, we see how God God knows Samuel. He knows Samuel even before Samuel really knew God. This familiar story has the Lord calling out to Samuel multiple times while he was lying down. And, and more than once, our Lord called Samuel, Samuel. And the boy ran to Eli, thinking that it was he who called. After Eli realized what was going on, he instructed Samuel to say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, at the conclusion of this scene, we are told that the Lord not only knew Samuel as, as he became a faithful follower, but was also with Samuel as he developed into a trustworthy prophet of the Lord, a prophet who would lead others to follow the one true God he came to know in his youth. In today's pericope from John's Gospel, we have some examples here, examples of knowing and examples of following. The scene opens with Jesus arriving in Galilee, and, and even though we don't have much other background information, we are told that Jesus finds Philip and says to him, follow me. Now, the first question that comes to my mind is, did Philip know Jesus or anything about him before this encounter? Well, we don't know from John's gospel because John tells us that Philip was from Bethsaida, which is also the home of Andrew and Peter, who started following Jesus, as we are told, a few verses earlier. However, we must remember that they did not have cell phones, they did not have text messaging, nor did they have social media in those days, which means that it may have been unlikely that Philip would have been given any heads up about Jesus's arrival. So one might wonder, what did Jesus do or say that convinced Philip 
to follow him immediately. Notice here how Philip doesn't bat an eye in following Jesus, but the same cannot be said for Nathaniel. And in many ways, if you think about it, in in the significance of people being tied to their families and their lands in that day, Nathaniel was kind of taking the normal position, and Philip was the odd, odd one out here. When Philip shares his, this experience with Nathanael of, of being with Jesus, Philip says, We have found him about whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son, son of Joseph of Nazareth. Now, we all are familiar with Nathanael's reply. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Talk about a major prejudging response. Think about the most backward, backwards, backwoods, I can get it out there, or in podunk place that you can imagine, and then think if you were told that some great person was coming from this pitiful area. We've all got those in our mind, right? Nathaniel was certainly not primed to become a follower of Jesus based on Philip's endorsement. So what does Philip do? He tells Nathaniel, come and see. This is where the gospel gets interesting. Nathaniel accepts Philip's invitation in spite of his doubts. But before, before Nathaniel utters the first word as he approaches our Lord, Jesus begins by saying of Nathaniel, Here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Well, Nathaniel, he's stunned like we might be, right? He asked Jesus, Where did you come to know me? To which Jesus replies, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. We see how Jesus knows both Philip and Nathaniel and how both respond differently. Philip's direct encounter with Jesus is all that he needed. And then on the other hand, there's Nathaniel. He needed more than just Philip's words. He needed more than just his testimony. He needed to see Jesus for himself before he chose to become a follower of Christ. Now, over the years, I have heard statistics from the church growth gurus about ways to increase church attendance. There is a lot of information out in the world on how to attract people into churches, but the overwhelmingly most effective method of bringing new people into worshiping communities continues to be When parishioners invite friends and neighbors to come and see for themselves. Now, I know this crazy talk about evangelism. It might send chills up some of your spines. But today's gospel lesson, it is a clear indication on how we should be encouraging others to discover what we have found in our close relationship with our Lord and with fellow followers of Christ. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here today. Nothing, nothing beats in-person experiences when possible. You know, I I don't know if you remember this, but, you know, we're on a three-year electionary cycle, and the last time these readings came up was during the height of the pandemic. That was a time we were clearly aware of how important being in person is to us. And so if this weren't the case, think about this even further beyond church. If this were not the case, this need to go and be and see, 
Would we need to go to concerts or plays, sporting events, movies, and yes, even worshiping together in church? Jesus understands the significance of seeing and experiencing through personal connections, which is why he says to Philip, follow me. Christ calls Philip to action that results in him speaking with Nathanael. And when Nathanael responds in a somewhat interested manner, disinterested manner, Philip, he doesn't give up. He doesn't give up on following through with the call from Jesus because he is confident of what he has to share that is important enough for Nathanael to come and see. You know, I am, I am thankful. I am thankful for the modern miracle of video live streaming and audio podcast and everybody who has a hand in making those things possible. But I also see these as beneficial ways for people to learn about our parish before visiting and as great ways for, for those who cannot be in church in person to, to really stay connected. I am also aware that no amount of technology can be a substitute for the forms of relationship building and nurturing that can occur when we are in each other's presence face to face. As good as our video and live stream, live stream and our audio podcasts may be, they are still not complete alternatives for doing what we're doing right now, for gathering in person when possible. So perhaps, perhaps we should think of our ever-expanding digital footprint as increasing the ways that we can welcome people into the fellowship of our beloved parish. Some folks might find us on a Google search on their own as they're going throughout the web, while others might be prompted by something that we do, prompted by a link to a video or a podcast that, that any of us may be able to share on our social media feeds, in an email, or maybe even in a text message. These can be great first steps toward that E-word again, evangelism, that can lead to inviting people to church. So like the message of the psalmist, the call to Samuel, and the encounter with Philip and eventually Nathaniel. We see how our Lord knows us and knows what we need to realize that we are already known and loved by God. As faithful followers of Christ, we should be actively engaged and encouraging others to come see and experience for themselves the blessings that we've received. So when we embrace this example of, of inviting and welcoming that has been laid out for us clearly in today's gospel, I believe that we will be pleasantly surprised to discover how the reach of our ministry increases as we see and we follow wherever our Lord leads. Amen.